Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Welcome back everyone to the Crescent Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Lindsay, and today is a really fun interview with Alana Keneally, the daughter of Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally, and we are having a discussion on hormonal birth control. We're sharing our personal experiences on hormonal birth control, a lot of the common side effects, and ultimately why both of us on our own time decided to stop using hormonal birth control and switch to fertility awareness methods. So we highlight many of the reasons behind that decision, what fertility awareness method is, and some of the tools we use to do that, as well as some of the things you can do if you do want to stay on hormonal birth control, how you can support your body and mitigate a lot of those side effects that are so common. And one of the things I want to mention just at the start of this is that this is not medical advice. This is just two women sharing their experience and what they've learned along the way and and what went behind our decisions to stop using hormonal birth control. Of course, always consult with a medical professional before making these changes. We also mentioned several fantastic book resources and doctors that you can go to to learn more about the effects of hormonal birth control and getting off hormonal birth control. Those are also linked in the show notes as well. So with that, please enjoy this interview. Well, welcome Alana to the Crescent Podcast. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, we've done interviews on the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. So it's fun. You're a first time guest on my show now. I know. Thank you so much. People say we have a similar voice, so I'm going to try to talk really deep. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, any, any good things you say, I'll just claim them as my yeah, own. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to do this interview today. Both of us sort of were like, hey, this would be really fun to talk about on birth control. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little controversial, but mm-hmm. what we always have to preface is this is not medical advice. We are not medical doctors. We are mainly just sharing our experience mm-hmm. and the little bit of knowledge that we know on this topic mm-hmm. so that anyone who can relate can have a little bit of information to relate to. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It is kind of controversial day. It's crazy that we are just like this talking about side effects is just controversial because like everyone should be you know, well-versed and know what they're putting in their body Mm -hmm. and like know the possible implications of that, you know? Yeah. Like I would rather be honest with the truth of it than not know about it. A hundred percent. And it's not to create fear around it. It's not even to say don't do it because I have plenty of friends who are on birth control and obviously they're still my friends. So it's not meant to be polarizing at all. I think that's a strength of both of ours is we have we're friends with people who we completely disagree with on topics and that's totally okay yeah just to share a different perspective 
and yeah. be as proactive and aware as you can with your own body and your own health. Yeah. But I do think that concept of informed consent is a little bit lost in general, unfortunately, but especially yeah. with hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. I know when I first got, so I was on two forms of birth control. I think I was first on the Stella or still, it was an IUD, mm-hmm. but it was the shorter one. It only lasted like three years. But I mean, I, my doctor didn't tell me a single side effect. Crazy. They were just basically like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Have a good yeah. day. Yeah. And they don't even, what they say is this, the birth control regulates your hormones, but it doesn't, it suppresses your hormones. And mm-hmm. that's like, and it's such an important distinction because we're like handing these out to like young girls during their formative years and not even talking about what it is, what it's doing to your body. And like, there's just no, like, even when I was like 19 and wanted to go on birth control, I was not even really briefed on what it was. And like going back and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish I had known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's something, so two of the books that I've read are Beyond the Pill mm-hmm. by Dr. Jolene Brighton. I love that one. And then um, I'm going to have to look up the other one. And what one of the points that she makes, Dr. Brighton, is that I want to say, don't quote me on this, upwards of like 80% of girls getting on birth control are not getting on it for Mm -hmm. pregnancy prevention. They're Mm -hmm. getting on it for other symptoms. Yeah. Basically just masking the putting a bandaid. So like when a girl goes in and is like, I have acne, the doctor doesn't want to get to the root cause and like figure out, is she deficient in magnesium? What is she eating? What is her stress level? They're just like, oh, here, take this pill and I don't have to do anything. You know, it works because basically what the pill does is it... Uh, gets rid of your normal normal rhythm so it creates really it, you're taking a synthetic estrogen and progesterone so that you don't have fluctuations in your hormones but that's a very normal thing for your body to need mm-hmm. or a normal rhythm um, so when it doesn't have the fluctuations basically um, it cuts all of that kind of rhythm out and you're basically left with this like just flat rate and that's why you have less menstrual and acne issues but there's a cost to that too you know obviously and we can like jump into the <laughs> like showing signs basically the, the effect of birth control number one is nutrient depletion like you know people have uh they've shown that people are deficient in magnesium b c and e and then it overworks your liver because you're taking a synthetic estrogen so you have to excrete it all you're overworking your liver and then it's commonly known that blood clotting happens because of birth control um your thyroid malfunctions because it doesn't have the nutrients to convert free t3 to t4 um and then that's why you have weight gain because your thyroid comes to a halt and so then your your metabolism slows down so then you you're putting on weight and all of this is because it might help your acne without getting rid of the uh without actually addressing the real the real issues yeah and then not to mention the fact now that there's actually significant studies showing it can cause anxiety it can cause depression so all of the cognitive side effects as well yeah and then actually leaky gut is another one that dr brighton points out too which I mean, I don't know about you, you can share, but I I know after getting on birth control within a year or two, I started having thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. I Same. started having gut issues, severe gut issues, no cognitive issues really, but the thyroid and the gut issues were super, super mm-hmm. debilitating and really affecting my quality of life on a day-to-day basis. And I think more because of the thyroid issue, I was having bouts mm-hmm. of depression mm-hmm. and fatigue and all the symptoms associated with that. Yeah, they've they've linked it to like gut inflammation. When you think about your serotonin's made in your gut, like how could that not be related? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I've seen that same study that uh, women that are prescribed birth control are more likely to be prescribed antidepressants and are more linked to suicide. Mm-hmm. I can't even like imagine if I had like a daughter and gosh, like it's 
it it is it's something we don't want to talk about but we should because there's like what if that was your daughter that was like more likely to be on an ssri because she went on birth control to fix her acne or you know even for pregnancy and stuff yeah one of the points that's been made in regards to that is we're putting these girls on basically a drug Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. the only drug that we don't really acknowledge as a drug Mm -hmm. and it's something that we're taking every day Mm -hmm. for many girls from the time they're 14 15 and especially with the cognitive effects it can have i mean their brains are still developing Mm -hmm. at that age they don't even Mm -hmm. know who they are at that age Mm -hmm. and i think one of the most profound points i've heard on this topic is we're getting girls on these hormonal birth control so young Mm -hmm. then they're developing anxiety they're developing Mm -hmm. depression and because they're so young Mm -hmm. they really start to believe oh this is just who i am i guess as a person i have anxiety i have depression they don't ever know the connection between the birth control right and then it shapes the rest of their life totally and like that is totally a benefit to the pharmaceutical industry this is like a huge market for them it's billion dollar industry for them to mask these like serious symptoms it benefits them to create confusion to in like instill in teachers and doctors that birth control doesn't have any side effects when even on the warning label it says that this could be linked to cancer this may link to folate deficiency one of the craziest side effects that i find just like fascinating is so when you're on the pill and you get pregnant they actually recommend you wait a few months before you want to get pregnant because your infant could have brain damage because your folate is so low from the depletion of the birth control that your infant is possibly going to be impacted from that that is just crazy i like you know anything that involves like a baby being affected by the birth control pill like what kind of other like toxic side effects could you know that's just like visually just terrible it's like crazy that they want to mask these kind of obvious you know they're up front on the warning label but everything else is you know just totally not talked about whether it's the link to breast cancer uterine cancer um you know it's it definitely benefits this huge pharmaceutical industry that you're relying on them mm-hmm. you know well and i think synthetic estrogen is actually classified as mm-hmm. a level one carcinogen yeah. mm-hmm. it is yeah. well yeah <laughs> also not something my doctor mentioned to me <laughs> when i got that <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point i mean even like you know dr keneally she took my mom Dr. she took des which is a very high dose of synthetic estrogen but that is you know a birth control is a little bit of synthetic estrogen and uh mixed with progesterone and even the low dose birth controls those are low dose but those are relative to like the very high dose birth controls mm-hmm. there's still extreme concentrations mm-hmm. of estrogen in your body so even like you know obviously you want to do less damage to your body so you want to do if you're going to go on it, a low dose but even then it's really not even like considered like totally safe you know yeah and to the point you were making about how it's not regulating your period it's basically Mm -hmm. stopping it Mm -hmm. in the sense and Mm -hmm. when you do have a bleed each month it's a false bleed Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not a real one yeah and it just if we look at nature at the seasons everything is meant to come in fluctuations Mm -hmm. and so suppressing that does have very mm-hmm. real side effects but yeah. i'm curious did you have any side effects when you yeah. were yeah so when i was like 19 i you know i was in a relationship and i everyone else is on birth control you know what what would be the big deal and my mom's doctor did not want me to go on it but I, at that point i'm an adult and everyone else is doing it so i went on it for a little bit and i felt like uh, a lot of fatigue you know that was my main symptom um and so thank god i was only on it for a little bit because i you know the relationship ended um but then when i graduated college 
I uh, was on, I, I decided I really did not want to do a hormonal birth control. So I actually did the copper IUD and I was on it for a little bit and I was getting sick a lot. Like mm-hmm. my immune system was wrecked. I got like just so many random things like you know, pink eye kind of thing where it's like, this has never happened to me before. And so maybe like four months later, I got it taken out, which is like really expensive, but I didn't care. I was like, (laughs) I, I don't want this. And then reading into it, I was, you know, you find out that the way the IUD works, even if it's non-hormonal, it works by inflammation. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a T-shaped device that goes in you and the sperm actually like finds it toxic because it's inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, that's what it is. You know, like, oh, my gosh, how could I? I just wish I could turn back time and not do that. But so and then also, you know, it has links to copper toxicity because it's copper and it releases copper ions, which is linked to estrogen. It holds on to estrogen. Then you have estrogen toxicity and dominance and all these other things that I wish I'd known. So ever since then, I haven't had been on birth control and I just feel like a million times better. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you bring up the copper IUD for the sake of this conversation, I'm glad you had it. <laughs> but because that is one of the things that doctors go, if you don't want the hormones here, get on the copper IUD. Mm-hmm. But exactly as you said, basically the way it's working is it's creating daily inflammation mm-hmm. within the uterus so mm-hmm. that the sperm can't really do anything in there. And when it was explained to me like that, honestly, I was like, I think I'd rather have the hormones at this point. Right? But I, I'm not on either at this point. What I was on after that first one, the three years it ended, I replaced it with the marina because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have a ton of visible symptoms when I was on that first form of birth control. They started mm-hmm. to come later, so I wasn't connecting them to the birth control. But then I got the marina, and it was like instantaneous symptoms. Yeah, basically, I had it in for a year, and I had cramping every single day wow. for an entire year. And then I started to have all these ovarian cysts Hmm. coming in. And I I went in multiple times to have ultrasounds to get them checked. And the doctor was just like, oh, yeah, this is normal. This is Mm -hmm. part of the, you know, they they, they don't look cancerous. You're probably Mm -hmm. fine. I'm like, yeah, but they hurt. (laughs) And and I don't think I'm supposed to have little cysts on my ovaries. Right. And so it was partly it was her reaction that made me go, okay, the fact that you think this is normal Mm -hmm. and is okay is concerning to me. But then being in pain every single day for a year uh, was not okay. So I finally did take it out after a lot of insistence against my doctor's recommendation. She really did not want me to take it out. Interesting. Yeah. Like, well, it's, again, it's easier for them just to, you know, take the pill. And then it, it, I think a lot of it is, well, like, for example, what I do now for my, like, ovulation and, you know, I'm 27. I'm not really quite ready to have kids, but I am not on birth control. And so this is what I do. (laughs) Tell us. Uh, And I just say this in case someone wants to learn more about this. And like, I find this route to be incredibly liberating and powerful. And I know that's, that's funny because those are the same words we use for birth control. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's liberating and something. And I, I don't find that liberating at all, like relying on a pharmaceutical and not being aware of my decisions and kind of like having this like fall back. It doesn't, to me, that's not powerful, but being in touch with my body is so, and you probably know about this and mm-hmm. the books and all of that, but the fertility awareness method. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You can share. That's your what t- I do too. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you basically track your, your ovulation and kind of abstain from intimacy during ovulation and you, um, track your temperature and your 
I find it kind of interesting that you get in touch with like your cervical mucus, which is like people think that's out there and stuff. Uh, like, yeah. but I I love that it's really listening to your body and getting in touch with it, um, and then you know abstaining when you're and then using condoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everything's a sign. So I do too. Do you do you use the Daisy? Um, no, I think it's just called period tracker. <laughs> okay. So I use the Daisy and it's a fertility awareness method, but it, what it is, is it's, um, you use it each morning, you measure your basal body temperature, but what's really neat. What I love about the Daisy is that it actually has been studied and proven to be, I think something like 97% effective mm-hmm. as a birth mm-hmm. control method, which it's I think higher than birth control. It's, it's higher than, so the pill, I think. It's the 90, way most people take it, it's like... I think it's 91%. Yeah, it's like low 90s. Yeah. And then the IUDs are like 97, 98%. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically the same way. And I'm not having to put anything in my body. Right. There's no toxic chemicals. Yeah. But I completely agree with what you're saying. I have... I feel so much more in right? touch with my body. And instead of looking at things that happen as a nuisance, like, mm-hmm. oh, why am I having... I mean, I'm having heavy mm-hmm. cramping this month. Mm-hmm. That's so annoying. I look at it now as oh, I don't normally have heavy cramping anymore. Right. So what's up? Yes. Probably some of my hormones are off. Yeah. And it gives me all the power back. Yeah. And I look at it as my body communicating with me versus mm-hmm. my body's just betrayed yeah. me. I'm inherently broken. I right. need a pill to fix myself. Right. And on that note, like for cramping and menstrual cycle, like so many women report, once they take magnesium, their symptoms go away, which is like, okay, so you're deficient in magnesium. You wouldn't know that if you just take your pill and, you know, completely mask your symptoms Mm -hmm. through getting rid of your hormones. So it's like the, we were talking about this earlier, that hormones are messengers. And when we shut down the messengers, we can't even listen to our body. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of one of the things too, like on the side effects of birth control is that it lowers your libido, but it also like, uh, shrinks your clitoris and like all these things that are important for your body to send you messages we're like shutting down Mm -hmm. and if you think about it like when a man has low testosterone you know he's lost his mojo we kind of say he's lost his sort of manly masculinity well you know with women when we're on the pill you lose your mojo in the same kind of way even you know people report that they're they've lost interest in a man once they go on birth control it's like all of these messages that we shut down because we you know want to just take the kind of easier way out when it's not even you know that much easier because you'll pay for it in the long run you Mm -hmm. know yeah and and it's so hard because I really do I was one of those people and I feel for the people because you go to your doctor and you're trusting them Mm -hmm. you're trusting that Mm -hmm. if there are side effects if there are dangers they are going to educate you Mm -hmm. on that and so Mm -hmm. I think both of us are sharing this message not as like a (laughs) if you listen to this you have to get off birth control or you're crazy. No, it's just, if you're going to do something, do it with true informed consent. Mm -hmm. And if you have all this information and you still feel like hormonal birth control is right for you, great. Good for you. Yeah. You might just have like, so what, if you were to go on it, I'd probably do the low estrogen, which is the lowest dose. And then I'd be like super careful with my diet, make sure it's nutrient dense. Cause what you have is like this perfect storm, right? You have women on like this not nutrient dense diet, the standard American diet. Then you have xenoestrogens in the environment and then you have the pill. So you're like just creating this estrogen hormonal disruption and then down the line you may not feel it the first month the next month but then you know these things 
these take a, these take a, uh, you know, a while to show up or sometimes not, you know, some people right away have like, you know, in the first few months, like a blood clot, but everyone's kind of different. Um, and then on, it depends on your environment, like the xenoestrogens, what happens is, you know, in the environment, there's plastics and there's chemicals that mimic estrogen mm-hmm. in the body. And so what opposes estrogen is progesterone, but you've shut that off with the birth control pill. So there's nothing to oppose the estrogen. So you have this, all this estrogen toxicity in your body and it's estrogen dominant is what we say it's like coming out now i think a lot more people are talking about it in that sense but if you uh take the pill you your risk of estrogen dominance just because you've shut down the the production of progesterone Mm -hmm. you know so it's this perfect storm that could create the terrain of inflammation and that's all we're trying to share um so yeah if you take the pill i would be really careful with a nutrient-dense diet i'd be on the low estrogen and i would definitely supplement with magnesium and ip3 and like a bunch of b complex like a bunch of other uh i'd have like really probably careful supplementation protocol i mean it's the same thing even not on it i'm pretty like careful with my health just because like I want to thrive. Like, I want to feel good every day. Like, I, I, it's almost crazy that this is controversial to just, like, want to, like, you know, you only have one life. Like, I want it to be, like, live life to the max and feel amazing. And, uh, yeah, I didn't find that sense of, like, spirit and zest when I was on the pill. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've both been there. Like, we both did it. We did the IUD. We did the birth control. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's not like you can't compare the differences. And mm-hmm. a lot of women are coming to this conclusion now too. It's like, whoa, 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 this was not liberating. I felt terrible. Like what part of this feels good? Like I'd rather be in touch with my body and be responsible. And and that's the other thing too, is like, if you go off birth control, you are, it, the onus is on you to be responsible, to know your decisions, to be on top of, you know, your ovulation. Um, and when we were talking about this earlier, it's like, what would you do if you had a 16 year old daughter and she had a boyfriend or whatever? and she wanted to go on the pill you know she's not ready to have kids and you know when you're 16 you're kind of dumb you know (laughs) (laughs) like I don't you know it's a hard question to ask this day yeah and it's almost like this bigger question of like oh my gosh I hope I don't get to that point maybe I'll like instill different kind of values or like it's this bigger question of like sex and a partner you trust you know and and love and spirituality and like making sure you are um you know in the right kind of sexual environment because honestly 16 and having sex probably is too young you know like mentally it's just it's a lot because as much as we want to trivialize like these days that like you know casual sex normal and just take the pill and stuff you know from my experience I've never felt like it was trivial and it is this like beautiful spiritual union so it's like this bigger conversation is like do you why do you need the pill when do you need the pill and I guess with my 16 year old daughter I hope to like really instill like some values and I almost feel like that's sounding like puritanical these days you know like someone's (laughs) gonna hear this and be like okay she's kind of crazy and intense and strict but it's like no, like these things are the fabric of your lives. And also like safety wise, I've had friends that have been in like, have kind of been promiscuous in college and ended up with like, you know, an STD. It's like, okay, is the alternative to risk getting an STD with a guy you don't really like and then be on medication for the rest of your life? Like that is equally not healthy and just like not a consequence. Is it risk? Is it worth it? You know, like, I don't know. I think we should think deeply about these issues instead of just like, it's surface level to talk about birth control and the side effects. But what about the deeper levels of like Mm. love and spirituality and being with a, choosing a partner at the right age and like coming to these things with an open mind and, and really understanding every decision you make, you know? I love that. And I think, 
I think it's so hard because as moms, obviously neither of us are moms <laughs> yet, but we know moms are all, we're all doing the best we can yeah. with the best information we have. And they've received the same information that our doctors were telling us, which is this is completely safe. There's mm-hmm. no side effects. Yeah, get your daughter on it. It's kind mm-hmm. of a fail safe issue. Mm-hmm. And they're not, like you said, addressing some of those deeper topics Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's to bash on moms. Again, I think they're doing the absolute yeah. best they can. But I think where where our medical system is lacking is mm-hmm. they really do make it seem like this is your only option. Yeah. If you don't want to get yeah. pregnant, this is your yeah. only option. Or condoms. Yeah. And, yeah. and condoms are a great option if you don't want to be on hormonal birth control. But um, I think they're used to people wanting a quick fix a little mm-hmm. bit. And so yeah. they don't even take the time to say you know what fertility awareness method mm-hmm. can be really effective mm-hmm. it does take a little bit more awareness and intentionality to implement it mm-hmm. but if you want a more natural option here here's one or two or three and i think that's what upsets me the most is i want my medical doctor my whoever my practitioner is to listen to what i'm saying my priorities are my values are and say great here's all the options Mm -hmm. here's all the pros and cons of each of these you choose i will support you in that decision yeah and unfortunately that's i don't think that's what a lot of people experience i think they get here's the option it's Mm -hmm. hormonal birth control or condoms that's it yeah and by the way if you don't choose hormonal birth control you're crazy or stupid or Mm -hmm. silly yeah they definitely make it seem like you can get pregnant every single day of the month which (laughs) is just like not accurate of reality you know i mean like if you understand like how ovulation works then you would know but you're again you're not you're not talked about these things and then like almost feel like uh you know there's like communities that can help women and that's such a cool thing that like women can learn from other women about how to empower and 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 track and be in control of your body and your pregnancy um and they would never bring that up you know Mm -hmm. like you would never be told like oh check out the fertility awareness method Mm -hmm. and um you know be in control of, of of this you know women can it is possible to be in control of pregnancy and your body and fertility it's definitely possible i mean me you and me both have been doing this for a while yeah uh yeah we don't have any issues (laughs) I mean yeah I've been using the fertility awareness method with the daisy specifically Mm -hmm. for probably almost three years now Mm -hmm. and haven't gotten pregnant (laughs) yeah and you're you're in a relationship and I am and I am in a relationship I've been in a relationship for that whole time but the I think the point I'll make with that is I am so grateful to have a very very supportive partner who Mm -hmm. was like yeah, if you're yeah. in pain, if this is hurting you, get it out. Mm-hmm. We'll find something else that works better. And I know that also is not the case mm-hmm. for many women too. They have partners mm-hmm. who are very much just like, I don't want to take that risk. I don't want you yeah. to get pregnant. You need to stay on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like in hindsight, you know, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, and I spent a lot of time on in you know relationships that weren't necessarily, I thought this was like deep down, I knew this wasn't long-term and Honestly, that loses, that doesn't have any significance. And so like risking your health for some, just my personal opinion is like risking it for something that's not going to last and something that doesn't have compound interest or doesn't like have any fulfillment in my life is not worth it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it takes a while to get there. You know, you kind of go through college and you do all of that. And, and then you realize that like what people in society say is liberating or cool or normal 
literally leaves you feeling empty inside. And that, I mean, it's all related to birth control because you kind of have a lot more freedom when you're on birth control, even though it doesn't protect against STIs or STDs. You kind of have this like backdrop of like, oh, it doesn't totally matter. But then when you're not, you're kind of like, well, I have to be more careful. But maybe that being careful is really good. Maybe that's what we're supposed to have, like more, more, you know, precaution over who we have this like beautiful unity with, mm-hmm. you know, and um, but then, you know, with the pill, it not only masks your symptoms, but it masks, you know, these deeper questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. I think, and this is my philosophy in most things with health is have all the information so you can truly make an informed decision. And if with all that information, you still choose to partake in something like hormonal birth control, mm-hmm. then what we can do from there is, okay, I know I'm doing something that has xyz side effects Mm -hmm. so i'm then going to do all these other things to help mitigate those effects like you're saying with extra supplements Mm -hmm. being super on top of so many Mm -hmm. other things supporting your thyroid supporting your gut if you're on hormonal birth control and so i think that's that's where even if we do still decide to do those things we can take the power back a little bit Mm -hmm. and try to mitigate those right but in order to do that we do need to first be educated on what are the potential side Mm -hmm. effects yeah and it's kind of crazy though because like with pharmaceuticals they like have math like they try not to share this information you know and like i was reading a while ago that um actually birth control used to be tested on dogs but like the side effects were so crazy for the dogs that they stopped and they used them on mice but that benefits birth control companies because mice have very short lives and so you don't actually see the The long-term effects yeah exactly but there's still great like a danish study recently came out showing that you know birth control is linked to breast cancer so there's still like they're still doing a lot more research on it independently but um yeah like if you type into google you pretty much find like like not these days you don't find the true answers you know (laughs) i think um actually a really fascinating book on hormonal birth control is sweetening the pill by Mm -hmm. holly Griggs spa i'll make sure it's linked in the show notes but this is sort of what she takes is almost like a historical approach to Mm -hmm. birth control she walks us through the very beginnings Mm -hmm. and it's a, a little alarming because initially they were testing hormonal birth control on minority groups hmm. who didn't know what, wow. what what was being tested on them. And then they were testing hormonal birth control on men and women initially, wow. but the men complained so much about their symptoms hmm. that they decided, oh, no, no, we won't, we won't do hormonal birth control wow. for men. We'll just do it for the women. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. it's wild to see to see the history of it and see where we've come. And she talks a lot about how, you know, the feminists get a little polarized with this topic because they really do feel like hormonal birth control freed them. And I think it absolutely did play a big role Mm -hmm. in feminism and letting women get back into the workforce. But again, we're now 20, 30, 50 years out from that. And we do have studies to show there are very serious long-term side effects. Mm-hmm. So now it's just, again, it's more information that we can now have in our toolkit to make a better decision. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I know, I think, I guess what we were saying is like, for me, it's just, it's the opposite. Like liberation is not relying on a pill. Mm-hmm. Liberation is knowing my body, mm-hmm. you know? And so. one of the last points I want to make is, and Dr. Jolene Brighton talks a lot about this in her book, Beyond the Pill, is actually post-hormonal birth control syndrome which Mm -hmm. is 
basically what happens for many women when they do get off of hormonal birth control mm-hmm. they have a they might have a little bit of a rebound effect where oh yeah all of those symptoms they had initially and mm-hmm. the reason they got yeah. on the pill to help with the acne or yeah. the cramping they actually can come back mm-hmm. and they come back with far a vengeance worse. yes yeah yep. i've heard that from so many of my friends they are like okay i really want to get off the pill like i it's making me gain weight it's making me all these like my libido's gone i'm not like into you know having sex and then they try to go off and then their acne like goes crazy and that's like there's nothing more debilitating than having acne basically mm-hmm. you know like your self-con like you're just oh it's the worst feeling ever so they go back on like immediately but you know you have to have patience with these things. Like your body has been on it. For, like some of my friends, they've been on it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And of course, like it, it takes a while for it to go back to its homeostasis. Um, all I can say is be as patient and mercy with your body, you know, while it's going through this like healing process. And in the long term, it's probably the better route to just like see it through and then it's also a chance to be like okay I'm gonna be on it with what I'm eating I'm gonna be on it with my supplements and my life and getting sun and nature like this is a chance of rebirth you know Mm -hmm. it's not it doesn't have to be like okay short term yes acne flares up but you know those things go away and you don't even remember those days you were embarrassed by your acne in the long term you know when it's all you know finally gone back to its balance and then partnering with like an integrative doctor like that help a lot too and kind of just having a partner with these things you know it's always yeah it's always good yeah again they're all signs so if you get off of birth control and acne flares up and cramping flares up more likely than not it's a sign of estrogen dominance Mm -hmm. although we obviously can't say that for sure (laughs) but exactly look at it as a sign don't look at it as my body's turning on Mm me I'm just broken. Nothing can fix this. Look at it. Okay, these are signs my body's telling me. Let me take these signs to a mm-hmm. practitioner who's going to pay attention to them and listen to them and dig deeper as to what is the root cause here because absolutely we weren't meant mm-hmm. to have heavy painful periods. We mm-hmm. weren't meant to have acne every time yeah. our period comes around. Right. And I like I honestly my period just shows up like not to be like oh I don't have any side effects because I know (laughs) you know people do but I like I don't have any severe menstrual issues and so like I am a firm believer in magnesium and a nutrient-dense diet um, because those like reactions are a sign of inflammation usually in the body there's a sign something going on you know and so it's just about solving them and like finding your own rhythm you know Mm -hmm. hormones are for a woman their own rhythm but like on a bigger sense you have to find your own rhythm like you know in every single way Mm -hmm. for it all to like align harmoniously and like hormones these these are your life force like these are your energy they regulate your metabolism and your sleep like all of this is working in perfect harmony for you to thrive so you know we just need to find you know that kind of balance with everything and be patient and 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 i i do think like mentally having that kind of like mental soundness when you go off the pill helps a lot you know yeah well i honestly i think my body anytime it comes up because it's letting me know something is off you know Mm -hmm. so i'm with you usually i don't have i have barely any period symptoms the last couple months with launching the new business i've been super stressed And so I've started having some painful periods and heavy periods. And instead of just looking at this and going, oh, why me? Why now? I go, okay, yeah, I already intuitively knew Mm -hmm. I'm a little out of balance because I've felt so stressed. Mm -hmm. And this is my body giving me a clear sign that I am out of balance. And there is probably some extra inflammation Mm -hmm. that I can address now 
rather than waiting five five months, six months, two years, and just letting the problem continue to snowball downhill. Yeah, that's super, that's super good point. Mm-hmm. But I think just to close it out, I think, you know, you share all this information and people can get super overwhelmed. Yeah. And what I always like to say is don't, don't feel like you have to make a decision. Just start mm-hmm. by educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Start by listening to some podcasts mm-hmm. on hormonal birth control. Start by reading a couple books, watching some YouTube videos, and just yeah. gather information. It doesn't need to be a rush. Take a take a couple weeks, take a couple months mm-hmm. to learn about this. And then when you feel like you've got a good grasp on it, mm-hmm. then make a decision from there. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot you can do just to make your body as resilient as possible to these possible side effects. Like, you know, reducing refined sucrose, getting sunlight, nature, stress management. You know, all of these things can make you as strong as possible so that, you know, you your body can... Because your body is resilient. It can fight off these things. It can, it can you know, be as strong as possible. So there's like some basic things. Taking magnesium. Um, all these things you know can kind of ameliorate what are the possible side effects mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> so a, go back to basics yeah 100 yeah, percent. Um, i mean always go back to yeah, basics no matter what when things are getting imbalanced yeah yeah because you want to make the strongest terrain possible no matter what you put in your body you know yeah. but yeah everything has a cost and so it's just like being upfront with that i mean even dr Neely, we posted like a video on the side effects of birth control and like a bunch of conventional doctors were like you shouldn't talk about this it's like you know okay so now you really have to take your own health in your own hands because even some you know conventional doctors you know benefits them to sell more birth control and you have to take you know matters into your own hands and know that you're going to care about your body more than anyone else so Mm -hmm. just gathering as much knowledge and being super on top of your health is you know can't go wrong yeah yeah i love it (laughs) well alana thanks for coming on the accrescent podcast thank you i hope we sounded different yeah